Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Seth, let's have some fun today. I'm looking we're, forward to it. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We have the good fortune to be joined by Stephen Mathai Davis of Q Analytics AI. Stephen's a frequent CNBC and Forbes contributor, as well as to Fox Business, Business Insider, Entrepreneur, and Fortune. So Quantalytics AI is a scope of trailblazing fintech products, including a AI-powered hedge fund that has been achieving incredible results. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Seth and Kevin. Let's go back in time a little bit. How'd you get started? How'd I get started? So I started my career on in, in institutional Wall Street, working at a bunch of well-known asset management and hedge funds. And then like every young analyst portfolio manager on the buy side on Wall Street, started to break out and start my own hedge fund. Along the way, one of um, the limited partners in uh, my fund suggested, hey, if you guys are going to believe this, I've invested in this new startup that's called Robinhood. That's bringing free trading to a bunch of retail investors, younger retail investors. Have you thought about maybe taking your analytics, thinking out of the box and going straight to the market? So that's when I created my first uh, startup, which was called Quantumize, which was more or less bringing institutional grade research, factor research, AI powered research, you know, trading ideas, all kinds of stuff to the retail investor. And what we found was uh, we started to see some serious traction in terms of users coming on the platform, but I kept getting questions. It'd be a lot easier if I could click a button and this would execute on my brokerage account. We love the ideas. This is awesome. But can you just execute for me? I'm like, hold on. That's a different business. That's portfolio management. So we sold uh, Quantumized to Forbes back in 2019. And starting in late 2019, early 2020, along with the team at Forbes, we began to incubate QAI, which was to be the first AI-powered robo-investing app, which was more or less bringing hedge fund strategies to the individual investor market. And that's where we stand today. And that's obvious. The longer version should be in a book somewhere. If it isn't, I know it's on Forbes and all of the places you've been interviewed on. You've had an immense amount of success. How much are we talking? I mean, Give us a ballpark in terms of the assets under management on the platform now and kind of what it's done. Well, I, w- I don't want to get too much into AUM because that's still uh, kept confidential as we're kind of scaling up out of it. But we've seen pretty rapid growth, um, month over month growth of 40, 50%, which is fantastic across all different 
areas AUM funded accounts, people trying to get onto the app. Um, I think the biggest success we've had really was we used a lean products approach to bring the app to marketplace. So as opposed to overbuilding into a new type of trading app, what we tried to do was actually crowdsource ideas to how the app should be built. If you believe that, right? So that's nuts kind of looking back in time, like, because this is an SEC registered app guys, like this is regulated. And what we tried to do was crowdsource everything we were building into it. And that's where we launched the concept of the investment kit. So Stephen, for the, for the layman that invests, um, you know, is there a way to, to describe why and how AI is better than their own person or a hedge fund uh, type uh, a group that you might invest with? What, 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 you know, I know AI is scouring many, many databases. Yeah. I think it's, is, is that part of it or what? Yeah, what, it is. What's the, the layman's way to understand this? Can I, can I flip it though? Because yeah. AI is how we do it. What we're really bringing is a different way to think about investing to begin with. Okay. So if you look at the way the institutional investing side, it doesn't matter what we're talking about, private equity, venture, public markets, people don't think in just ideas. They think in themes and concepts and ideas. And then they build portfolios around those themes and ideas. If you look at what the average individual investor has today, they have access to some really just old school mark with optimal portfolio allocations and nobody really uses anymore in the institutional side. The buy side itself is being revolutionized with the concept of thematic investing, not just basic passive index investing, but allocating it to specific themes. The way hedge fund managers manage their sleeves, it's all built around themes and trade ideas. And then the contents are built in there. So what we've tried to do is bring this type of concept to the individual investor and say, hey, you can now invest into themes. Activated that we manage actively. Now, how do we manage it actively? We do it through really advanced forms of artificial intelligence. Okay. But you as a user are going to come and say, wow, this is really cool. I want to play infrastructure spending. I think stocks in this area are going to go up. Boom. Just you click a button. We call it one-click investing. It's selling. It's in your brokerage account and we're actively managing for you on so a weekly basis. So then you, so we, there are themes like infrastructure that you are recommending. We choose those. You're picking the individual stocks, when to buy, when to sell. And that is all taking place. I would imagine it has to be on a discretionary basis in whatever account I've got. So I don't have to go open a separate trading account with you guys. Theoretically, you're running my IRA or whatever account it is. Did I get that right? Yeah, got it, except the one leg. So we are an advisor. So we're, we, there's no brokerage account with us, but you're opening an account through Apex. So we've partnered with Apex Clearing. So the brokerage account is held in your name at Apex. But everything else, we just manage for you. And you, theoretically, you have control over it also, right? Because we're just an advisor. But there's one other layer on top of that, though, Seth. So let's say you choose infrastructure spending, but you want to do holiday shopping. I want to play inflation protection. I want to play an active value strategy. I want to play crypto. And on top of that, you know, the, this whole energy crunch uh, trade that's going on, I want to play that too because we just released that today. We can actually manage the allocations actively between all those themes for you as well. Or you can control it. So then how has your AI-powered execution process done versus, you know, something, if there is anything comparable, how are you doing according, you know, compared to the, met, the indexes you compare to? 
Uh, we're, well, we show total transparency, but let's use the S&P 500. We've been kicking butt and taking names there, but I don't know if that's the fairest comp to that, but that's usually what people like to ask. Uh, we compare ourselves, like our global trends, which is a global macro strategy. We compare that to multi-asset ETFs people can buy as well. We've done very well there. And then, so you're giving the regular retail market access to strategies and and execution that hedge funds are using. Um, how does that work in terms of pricing? How do we pay for that? Yeah, so that's a good question. So right now it's all free. And we are an advisor, right? So we're not selling anything on the back end. We're not participating there. Our model is a going to be a subscription model where we get paid if you do well. So what we're trying to do is align ourselves with our customers, which is unlike some of the other FinTech apps there, we're kind of focused more on a subscription model. Now, why is that? Because we think asset management is gonna to go towards that type of structure for younger investors. You know, our target group is mass affluent, Gen Z and millennial investors. So we're looking at people between the ages of 24, 35, 36. Only takes $100 to get into the app. So how's the uh, the customer acquisition uh, rolling for you at this stage? It's been going pretty well. You know, you got a lot of folks who are saying, okay, cool, I want to check it out. Uh, we've been, obviously, through Forbes, our relationship through Forbes, a lot of users come through Forbes, as well as some of the other media presences we have. We have a big focus on content and education. Uh, we call it our snackable investing education, where we're talking about different investing concepts in layman's terms where we use that as a way to bring users into the app because we're really more focused on transparency and making everything accessible. And then what are you, you're talking about beating the index that everybody would compare you to. Um, you're talking about a subscription model where you're getting paid based on performance. Um, what aren't you disrupting? Trading execution, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, I was about to cough there, recovering from a cough there, but trading execution, you know, what we're trying to do actually to think about is we're going right after asset management. Look, I mean, just take a step back. It's, it's sounds fanciful what we're doing, but look at the marketplace and then think about these younger investors. The $25 trillion mutual fund industry is growing eight to 9% per annum. It's still growing. It's a, mo it's a monster. 75% of assets are controlled by three plus for over 75% of assets are controlled by three firms. Just think about that for a moment. That means there's no product differentiation. That's why the money management business is called an asset gathering business. There's no product differentiation. We're just trying to sell the same product to everybody. It's commoditized. It's even worse with the ETF industry. Four to five firms control over 90% of assets. So now I've talked about the $3 trillion asset management industry, leaving out the $5 trillion hedge fund industry, which is very similar as well. If you're mass affluent, man, and you've got 15, 25, 35, 50K to invest, you don't have that many options. It's kind of counterintuitive. There's a plethora of options if you're just doing micro investing and just getting started with a couple hundred bucks. But if you've got a couple thousand dollars or maybe 15, 25, 30, your options are really limited. The health fintech revolution led to massive M&A, right? So TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab are together. E-Trade's now in Morgan Stanley. So what's really your options if you're an independent do-it-yourself trader? You're going to Charles Schwab. Or maybe you're going to go to one of these other robo-advisors, but the robo-advisors themselves are just using vanilla wealth management with a digital wrapper. 
And that's the opportunity you can see. You can see the passion come in. That's the opportunity. Opportunities to shake up this old Byzantine tree that no one's tried to go after. At some point, they will. $60 trillion is coming to these two, this demographic that I described. What you have available right now cannot absorb that capital. It just can't. So where's it going? Yeah. We think our option is going to be one of them, probably either us or you know another competitor that comes into space. Very good. Stephen, while we're, we're talking about disruptions, uh, you know, the whole uh, automotive industry is, is, is having some disruption right now, you know, with the Teslas, the electric, mm -hmm. uh, where, if, 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 in, in your knowledge of this industry, uh, from, you know, there's new, new cars coming out, um, I think at Lucid and um, uh, what was the, the Amazon uh, version that uh, just, just launched, Lucid, uh, not, not Lucid, yeah. What was it? What's Amazon's Rivian. company? Rivian. Rivian. Rivian, right. Rivian. And then you got electric battery companies. Where, where do you stand on, on, on all that whole industry? Well, I'm a little bit of a homer for it, Kevin, because I switched out of my BMW 5 Series into a Tesla, and I've never looked back in Tesla Model Y. Um, so I'm really bullish on that to the point that we actually have a whole investment kit that's trading that stuff, because I think that's a longer tail opportunity. I think it's also early stages. Yep. Is, we're not in the sixth or seventh inning here. It's not the first inning. It's probably second or third, though. We're, you know, you're beginning to see a lot of heavy investment in this space. Biggest challenges are going to be the batteries. Yep. And I, I think about that all the time because I'm driving around in mine. And I live in the tri-state area. I've got to go to New York a few times over the next couple of days. And I'm already thinking about how am I going to make sure this thing is charged up properly that in the event I hit some nasty traffic. Yeah, there you go. And, you, kind of, and similarly to that, you know, the fintech revolution that's been going on for almost 10 years. We're still in the early stages. What, what's fintech done? Fintech's gone after free trading. So the brokerage business has gone after traditional wealth management. Uh, it's introduced the financial supermarket again. You know, we all thought that was dead after Citigroup started to break up and AIG broke up. Mm -hmm. That's back. And it's been you know, guru trading, which is more or less the newsletter, the newsletter for the 21st century. Yeah. But there's tons of stuff, massive amounts still. I keep coming back to the asset management business because I kind of grew up in the business, but there are tons of other opportunities there. Your extensive library, and I'm sure there's a lot more, is behind you. What are a couple of your favorite books? Well, unfortunately, the books behind you, I probably should change that. It's all the polyecon stuff I studied in school. Um, but some interesting books. I, I just, I'm finishing uh, the Justone book on um, Jeff Bezos. Learned quite a bit. I'm a consumer tech analyst by training, so I thought I knew the Amazon. Started pretty well there. That was, uh, that's been very interesting to learn about how they built the Alexa. I'm going through the first third of that book. Another interesting book mm -hmm. that, I don't think people read enough about, they quote it too a lot. And that's sitting right there is uh, Marcus Aurelius and his meditations. I just started to reread that. I found that to be quite illuminating as I'm reading it now as a 40 year old after reading it when I was 23, 24. For our folks who are watching or listening and wanna learn more, where is the best place for us to send them? Where should they go? You should go check us out at triq.ai. You go to triq.ai, you can learn more about investment kits, what we're doing with those, why we think AI-powered investing or using predictive analytics will help them, as well as our massive education center.
that we put a lot of emphasis on. Very awesome. cool. Thank you, Stephen. We appreciate you being with us today. Cool. Thank you very much, guys. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Kevin Harrington and Stephen Mathai Davis of Q.ai. Make sure you check them out at the website he just mentioned. We'll put it in the show notes. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>